Hello and welcome to the inaugural edition of the Total Football Podcast. Now, you may be asking what makes us different? Why should you listen to another football podcast? Well, let me explain who we are. We here at the TF Pod take our name from the concept of total football, the notion of expressing oneself effectively in whatever position or space we find ourselves in. That means we are with you every week, expressing our feelings and thoughts on football, whatever state we find ourselves or the game in. Each week we'll be here on your podcast stream. We will do the standard review of the Premier League and other European leagues, internationals and other competitions that affect football around the world. More than that though, we want to bring you an in-depth discussion and debate on the big issues that affect the beautiful game. Sometimes I'll focus on a new story, other times it'll be on specific matters that you know matter to us. Whatever it is, we promise to give you an honest opinion on the state of things and we will always invite you, the listener, to participate in the debate. Join us, won't you? Let me introduce you to my cunning co-host here on this adventure. To my right, well, they're both on my right, but to my right, the Don of Donegal and our theatrical correspondent, Billy Stewart. Hello, how are we doing? Good now. And to, to my further right, my more extreme right, is the young pretender and the editor of the Total Football website, Declan Hart. Oh yeah. I, myself, and your host, Andrew Conway. Woo! Hey, everyone hey. happy to be here? Yeah. Now... To start, we're just going to have a quick review over the, the only real match of any substance that happened recently. Last three months. Yes, basically, since the end of the last season. It's been a long time. It has been. So yesterday, the season opener in the English Premier League occurred, and Chelsea played Arsenal. The curtain raiser. Yeah. And what was the final score? It was one all, wasn't it? It was, and unlike Did older... Did they share t- it? No. There was no sportsmanship left in this tournament anymore. Oh. It went straight to a penalty shootout. Oh, that's right. Yes, Billy, you saw it. You were there. New format, too. Yeah. That was probably the most interesting aspect of that whole match. Well, explain that to me there, Dick. Uh, it was more like a, a, a tennis tiebreaker set instead of it being a, an ABAB format. They used the ABBA format. Yes, it was very strange. I was wondering, I thought yeah. I missed the penalty. If you remember, just to go through it, they they took... So explain to me, Dick, because you might know it better than So Chelsea, Chelsea went first, didn't they? Yes. So Chelsea took a penalty and then Arsenal took a penalty. And instead of Chelsea taking the next penalty, Arsenal took the next penalty. And then Chelsea would take the next two penalties and so on until there was a winner. Yeah. Is that to make it more exciting? or what's It's the to question? try... Because usually there's a... It's said that the team that goes first has an advantage in penalty shootouts. So this is kind of try and knock that out and try have the team that goes second have a, be a bit more of a level playing field. Okay. I think it's just a statistical coincidence more than anything else though. Although there is, some say there's a psychological stuff to it, that if you go... Yeah, I it, definitely think that that does have an aspect to it. So you're taking the penalty first, that means the next person knows that if they miss, they they lose. Yeah. So the person going first kind of has a kick to nothing. doesn't really matter what they do, because they still have might have another chance afterwards. And there was the really weird scenario in that case where the keeper took that was one amazing. of the yeah, That was amazing. For like, some reason, yeah. I it was community shield, like... Just well, I can't kick a ball to save my life, but that guy just went twice the height of the goal, from what I could see. He's taken penalties before. Yeah, so there he, is he precedence took one. For it, he took one in a preseason not that long ago. Yeah, and he scored that. PSG, yeah, it was a really good penalty. But yeah, he he took a goal kick from the penalty spot, basically. Yeah, in theory, a goalkeeper should be a good penalty taker, mm. but he just completely skied it. Yeah, it's not good. Like in GA and other sports, they do make an a- a- active effort for penalty takers to come from the back. Yeah. They bring up the goalies, they bring up everyone like that. So they have steadier nerves, they think. 
Okay. But anyway, but our, but that was an appalling penalty shootout. Yeah. Anyway, as it went anyway, he was only one of two players to miss in that. I'm afraid. Um, Arsenal scored all theirs, didn't they? They did. Yeah. Four one was an unusual enough penalty shootout result because of the. Yeah, new you never see that. Yeah, but uh, Arsenal are happy with that. They'll take him into the Yeah, is that a pre-season treble again for Arsenal? I think it is, yeah. They've won the Audi Cup, or was it the Hong Kong Champions League One of them, anyway. They're all the same. They're the all Emirates the same. And the, the Community Shield, they'll take it and they'll present the trophy. They won the Emirates Cup despite Sevilla winning all their matches and Arsenal only winning one. Yes. But, you know, That's Arsenal pre-season. will take what they can. It's all downhill so for happens there when you on. own the stadium that it's running. It does, yeah. They can make their own rules. The yeah. house always wins, as they say, really. Um... Just to segue away from that, speaking of silverware, have we all heard about Neymar? Or have we been hiding under the rock? How could, uh, how could you miss it, really? So this is the story of how Neymar Jr., the Brazilian winger extraordinaire, the <laughs> underwear model. the How's he uh, doing that now? He's always been doing it. He's making more money from his underwear than his playing since before he left Brazil. Nice. Respect. It is, yeah. It's a, it's a good, it's a good industry to get into. You yeah. know, everyone needs underwear. Ronaldo's doing that too, isn't he? He is, yeah. You can buy those in TK Maxx or many other. Oh, can you? Available. I'll have providers. to have a look at that. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so Neymar has finally left Barcelona after a prolonged transfer saga that's lasted a, a good, sizable chunk of the summer, and he's gone Jeez. to Paris Saint Germain for a world record fee of two hundred and twenty million euro. And what a record! More than doubling the yeah. previous, the existing world record. So who held the existing one then? The existing the record existing has only lasted for each season as well. It was Paul Pogba going yeah, to Manchester United season. last summer. Okay. £89 million. Pounds. Mm. So that was about £100 million based on where currency was. So it's more yeah. than a bit over 100 I think it was. And do you think he's worth this amount of money or is it all just to get the publicity? It's, it's, a, funny, it's a funny situation they have because what they've done... This is not about the player that Neymar is. Neymar is probably in the top five. Yeah, definitely. In the world. You know, future Ballon d'Or winner. Once the yeah. main two, once take Ronaldo, a break. Messi, or have finished the career, yeah. Neymar will probably be the best player left in the world. He's a good five, six years younger than the the two aforementioned players, so he has a few years more than the other two. Yeah, expect in their career. I think he's twenty five now, isn't he? Yeah. But he's been at Barcelona now for the last however many or four years or so. Three or four, yeah. yeah playing sec- second fiddle to Messi. And he's never going to usurp Messi. And yeah, Messi, Messi was always going to be king. He doesn't okay. look like he's going to stop anytime soon. Yeah, he's still playing fantastically. Hmm. So how many years do you speculate he does have left in the ladder? He could go for another four or five, I'd say. At the very top level, yeah. If he, like, Who knows Messi? You don't know how yeah. his mentality is. He could quit if he actually doesn't win the World Cup. He could... Up and leave it, but I, yeah, the presumption before five more years. Okay. But as for Neymar, he thought that he's never going to get out of the shadow of him, so it made sense for him to move on at some point. Yeah, I think it was smart to leave Barcelona. Mm. Like, there's everything about money, and obviously he will want to make a lot of money, but ultimately, for career wise, it'll probably end up being the smart decision for him. Mm. And the money will be really nice. <laughs> yes, the money is rumoured to be €500,000 a week. At least. Post-tax, and tax in France is very high. What do you do with that type of money, though? Uh. Who knows? <laughs> he, like, he he's not come from a very well-off background. He came from a relatively lower-working yeah, class it background. Yeah, is, it is definitely kind of rags to so, riches. Okay. Yeah. And his father, who acts as his advisor, not necessarily his agent, but his advisor, apparently has made €38 million alone from this deal. Just for him. Yeah, and there was the whole thing going on with the clauses in his contract, the loyalty bonus. 
Yes, he previously Neymar actually signed an extension to his contract to Barcelona last year, where he would stay for an extra few years. And as a result of him staying and lasting twelve months from that date of signing, which was last week, I believe, his father would be guaranteed a multi-million. It was twenty-six million pounds, I think, was the reported mm, fee. That's a lot of just for him saying. But Barcelona are holding it back. They yeah, apparently he was supposed to have to stay and not be sold this summer. So I don't think they're. They probably aren't going to pay it, but yeah. it, it was very, you know, it was very shrewd on the family's part. But on the flip side of it, Paris, who've spent, who were fueled by not to Qatar, pun, but the Qatar natural gas empire, and who are currently under a little political scrutiny from Saudi Arabia and the Amer- the Americans. Yeah. So they're just this is almost being seen as a international statement that they are still powerful in the region that they still have money and they still have influence and they can influence the world. It's a bit ridiculous that they're using football as their means to an end for that kind of... There's very few and without having any like military exercises. Yeah, I know. Like it's that. just weird how football has kind of become it's, the, the yeah. political statement. Yeah, it's a global it's a global representation. Yeah, it, it, it does show how, how big football is mm. as well. So that is kind of why he's been signed. Paris want to step up to that major stage and by taking one of Barcelona's best players and making them their own no matter what the cost of it was they have made themselves into one of the titans of the world game overnight even if they yeah this could, this, this really could be a shift of the power in Europe mm. like Barcelona and Real Madrid have been considered the kings for the last 10 years at least mm. and now Paris are, could potentially come come in and walk all over that now with Neymar and so when's the next opportunity we're going to get to see this new team and play them uh Paris will well. Paris Saint Germain played against Amiens uh, at the weekend, but uh, Neymar was not registered in time because the uh, Spanish was it the La Liga. The Liga withheld. Yeah, his they withheld his registration, which which was just posturing on their part yeah. politics. They're trying to like prove it's a bit, it's a bit it's petty. Like, yeah, it really is. Um, but, but he'll play. He'll probably play next weekend. I think it's next weekend. Uh, the I French Super Cup is on, and that's when there'll be the curtain raiser. Uh, did, did that not happen last week? My doctor. Did I think they played Monaco because the league all started oh, this week? You're correct. Yes. Yeah, you are. So it will be next week before. I don't know. Week. I don't know who their opponent is, but it'll be something worth checking out. Mm. He that's should slot into the team nicely. I think. Yeah, it's a it's it's a very interesting signing, and we'll we'll see where it goes from there. We'll all keep a close eye on it. Speaking of new seasons and new beginnings, let us move on mm-hmm. to the Premier League. Ooh, I would like to get twenty-five some, years. It is twenty-five years. We should have some fanfare music for the Premier League. It might be something we Yeah, there you go. Do that every time. Yeah. So we want to have an in-depth analysis of the Premier League season as it's about to come forward. God okay. help us all. Mm. Well, that that could be the the tone of the season, but as a result of that, I've asked my co-hosts and myself have gone and we've gone through the same painstaking process of registering predictions. Now, Billy, I know you don't have these written down in front of you, so we're going to throw the questions at you. Okay. Perhaps after we, myself and Declan, take a go at them first. Okay. I'm going to get some paper. Yes, (laughs) might be a good idea. So, everyone knows, as you just said, 25 years of the Premier League, starting up this weekend, it's coming, this coming weekend yeah Friday it's the first match Friday's the first match I believe it's Arsenal Leicester yeah Emirates 745 7.45 looking forward to it it's it's a good usually 
in years gone by, the first weekend has not had classic matches. Yeah, although last season had the Arsenal-Liverpool match, which was uh, yeah. one of the best matches of the season last year. But it was one of the best matches of the season because there was two teams that did not have half of their players. Yeah, it was... Arsenal started two players who were not at the club the following week. <laughs> so... Did, did Liverpool... I don't think Liverpool had many injury problems at the time. Though, no, I think that was just probably the strongest side Liverpool put out all season. It was downhill for them from there. But, it was of a, course, that match mattered at the end of the season because that was the yeah, match that, was that, the difference. that guaranteed Liverpool Champions League football this season and Arsenal consigned to fifth place. So, this weekend coming, we have a few marquee matches. The yeah, main it, ones will be Arsenal-Leicester. Yeah, that should be good. That's the first match. What's the other matches from the big I think, six? Eh? Um, I think Newcastle against Tottenham will be a, an interesting match on Sunday. The last time they met, of course, Tottenham lost 5-1. 5-1 five, five, one, yeah, five, one, five, against 10 men relegated Newcastle. Yes, so revenge. Was a fantastic score. Revenge is, is upcoming or it could be another Yeah, another... Obvious, you know, catastrophe. Catastrophe for Spurs and the way their transfer record has gone this summer. Who knows whether they'll be able to actually put out a team? Yeah, they haven't signed anyone yet, have no, they? No, they haven't. And they've sold Kyle Walker mm. and uh, Kieran Trippier, I believe. Yeah, he got an injury. He got injured in the last twenty-four hours, so he is out of the opening of the season as well. Is he? Is that confirmed? I believe it is. He's oh, definitely out of the okay. first match. Um, Who will they play there? I don't know. That Kyle Walker Peters guy. Yeah, it could be. They'll replace Kyle Walker with Kyle Walker. Yeah, it's a, it was an interesting thought they did by just cloning the player. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Billy, of the upcoming season? What what excites you about it? Uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting year. You know, a game of two halves in many respects, and just really bring the game to a whole new level of uh, competition. Speaking of competition, who do we think is going to win the Premier League title this year? Man I know City. it's early. Man City. Man City. Man City. Billy, what do you think? Uh, I'll go with Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, Billy. Yeah, rise like the Phoenix they are. Rising from the flames yes, exactly. with their German Life manager. Of 27 years or something like that. Has it been 27? It'd it be 28 be more, years yeah. by the time. Good Lord, that's older than us. Yes. Um, and who else do you think will fill out the top four then? What, uh, what is your... I'm not too sure about the order, but I think Chelsea, Arsenal and Man United will... We'll fill out the top mm, four. Interesting. Last year's champions, Chelsea. Arsenal yeah. finished fifth. Chelsea will be a really interesting. See how they react, or not? Maybe not react, but how they bounce, bounce back. You wouldn't really say, but how they do following their but champions. As Alex Ferguson always said, it was harder to win yeah, the title exactly, again exactly. Than win it the first time. So that will be an interesting thing. You think Arsenal and Man United then will? break into the top four yeah I think that they I think that Tottenham and Liverpool just lack depth and mm. Liverpool didn't have Europe last year and they will this year mm. that will I think definitely be a a problem for them in the long run mm-hmm. and how do you answer that Billy with your Liverpool title prediction do you think they, ha- they have the strength and depth to- yes yes you think as a few of their signings were, were encouraging the fact that they've held on to Philip Coutinho thus for far. now yes should help propel them to the league championship over... Yeah, I think it's kind of the change-up they needed to do and just hopefully it pushes them that wee extra bit further. Yeah, well, that that seems... Because of the, of the teams in there, they certainly finished the season stronger than Manchester City last year and they're, they're, our, they're the uniform pick for the champions this year. People think Man City under Pep are just going to push on and use all these players they've signed. How yeah. much have they spent at this point? Uh, oh. An excess of €300 million. Euro. Uh yeah, it's I think it's near two hundred now. 
Maybe but, it's more than that. Yeah, they spent, they spent, who have they, they bought, signed again? They've signed fifty million for Kyle Walker, fifty million for Benjamin Mendy, mm-hmm. twenty six for Danilo. And Ederson was thirty. Yeah, Ederson was thirty. Oh yeah, and then Bernardo Silva was. He was sixty million euro. I, I don't know what that it was about fifty million pounds. Yeah, as well. about that as well. So, so yeah, yeah. It'd be they're in excess two hundred million yeah, pounds. So. Two hundred fifty, roughly. Yeah, so we're we're at the three hundred million euro mark. We would say, um, so Man City probably should win the league if they spend that much money. But at the same I, time, I think they plan on spending more as well. Yeah, but like, that's it. But everyone is plans on spending more at this point. Yeah, we have no finalized squad. Yeah, that's that's the problem with kind of predictions as well. Mm. Like you don't know what will happen in the next three weeks. But if you don't predict. You can't go look back in them and say, "Oh, I was wrong." Yeah, or, or I, I was, was right. right. Yes. And do you think there's any? Who's the biggest underdog potential in terms of the Premier League then? Or? I think Everton kind of. I think they're the team that people expect to maybe give a push. Okay. But it's gonna be. They're definitely gonna be an interesting team to watch this season. They've just signed so many players, mm. overhaul the squad. Like in a, in a contrast, to almost Liverpool, the way they've gone about their business, Everton have gone. The intention of signing reserve players for all the positions they already had filled last season, like they did lose their talismanic striker, Lukaku, in Romelu Lukaku to Man United, but they replaced him with Sandro Ramirez. Sandro Ramirez from Port. I want to say sp- it was Spain. It was definitely Spain. I it was Portugal. It was definitely Spain. Okay, so Spain is what we're going for. He I comes can't from. remember the club. Maybe Alaves. Maybe. Wayne Rooney's been signed. Old boy going back. Who knows how many games he'll play. But in midfield, they had th- played a three-man midfield last year and now they've replaced... Well, they're not replaced, but Tom Davis yeah, has now got back up in Klasson, who was the Ajax captain who, who took them to the Europa League yeah, final. And he very good player. Very, very, very technically signing. gifted player. And they they've also Gareth, signed... They still have Gareth Barry. And they signed Morgan Schneiderlin in January as well, mm-hmm. who I think will have a more prominent role this season going and forward. the name of the other player escapes me. Idrissa Gay. Idrissa Gay, that's him. He was very good last season. Yes, so they have robust Yeah, and they have depth positions. as well, because they'll be yeah. in Europe as well. I think they'll be able to handle Europe better mm-hmm. than... They're still trying to f- sign a fullback, which we know this summer has been a very yeah. precarious position for most players, because James Coleman, of course, our, our fabled Sligo captain, is still out until probably yeah, the year. Yeah, foreseen future. Foreseeable future, so they're, they're signing a short-term replacement, they said, for him. Uh, they do have youth, though, as well, mm-hmm. uh, that are quite good in, in, in those pl- positions. They have... Brendan Galloway, I think, is a left back, but I can't remember the name of the right back. I don't know. I know they have like two on each side. As well. I know they've loaned out some of them as well, but I can't remember the name of the right back they have. But they're growing as a team, basically. Yeah, he played some of last season as well. Okay, yeah, they did. Coleman is good at like blood yeah, youngsters. Yeah, Davis, as he mentioned as well, was a very, mm. very good uh, person to bring into the team from the youth. Mm. And he and settled in quite well. He did. Ross Barkley, though on the other side of things is leaving the club somewhere yeah. who knows where who he's knows there I think Spurs yeah, I think Spurs will pull a Sissoko on that probably I think. signed him the last save of the season for 35 30, million or something maybe like that a, yeah apparently they've raised the price down to 35 the down yeah that was <laughs> a the mistake price <laughs> they, yeah, brought the yeah. Price down. but can we just say like I honestly I don't know what you guys think but I don't think Everton are going to come near the top no either do five. I I think they'll finish 7th yeah, I think, I think with all still... of this, we're talking about them as the underdogs of the league. Mm-hmm. We're talking about them as the team that could, you know, have done the most exciting business over the summer, can progress the most, and we're still on them, still finishing exactly where they finished last year. Ah, I'm going to yeah. aim for them to be in top five, just be different. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Okay, well, let's, <laughs> we'll see where that leaves you, Billy, at the end of the thing. Um, with other news of transfers and things like this for the season, who do we think has performed the best in the transfer market? I, I think Man City have. Just from sure volume of, of <laughs> Yeah, players. but I think that they needed to spend that money. Because if you look at the over the last like five or six years, they haven't spent money in those positions, fullbacks. And fullback is quickly becoming one of the most important positions on the pitch, especially for a manager like Pep. Mm-hmm. And to bring in those kind of players, and especially I think Danilo, who can play in midfield as well, mm-hmm. or at least that's Pep's plan. Mm-hmm. Like he, he has versatility. Ball playing fullback, yeah. as they say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that... And what about the spying of another goalkeeper for... Yeah, that's a, that's a bit embarrassing, really, I think. But they, they did need to replace Bravo. He he was a complete failure last season. Yeah, but he's still at the club. They haven't replaced him. Yeah, they, he, Pep has said that he wants to keep him at the club. It's Joe Hart that they want to get rid of. Who's gone to West yeah, Ham. They, they've loaned him out to West Ham, yes. Hmm. So away from Man City, who else has been interesting this summer in terms of transfers? Like Man City to get rid of a lot of players yeah. as well. And some of those players I think Arsenal have been, been kind of interesting. How so? Well, because they, like for the last, when did Van Persie leave? 2012, for the last five years. Five years, yeah. They really haven't had a, a top class, quote unquote, striker. And now they potentially could with a lack of Z. And a striker is kind of what that team's been missing. Mm. So He's I looked good in pre season. He's yeah. looked dip, dip, like different to their yeah. previous, like someone who actually could lead yeah. the line as opposed to someone who's kind of just standing around up there. Yeah, I think I think he could go either way, but he definitely has the potential to be one of the signings of the season, and mm-hmm. he definitely has the potential to completely lead Arsenal mm-hmm. through what is what has been a tough period for them now in the last year or so. Yeah, but if they hold on to their manager, which they've done, yeah, and if they hold on to their two marquee signings from previous years, yeah, I think Ozil is a more important player to hold on to than Sanchez mm-hmm. because I think Ozil with Lacazette now can actually feed him. Yeah, feed him. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think he struggled to feed. Well, he's not struggled to feed Giroud, but Giroud has struggled with learning from Ozil. Eating and, his vegetables and putting yeah, them in the back of the net, yeah, yes. To complete the analogy. Yes. Uh, and other, in a similar way, you think Alexis would be okay to depart from that? Yeah, I, I don't think he would be as big a miss now that they have Lacazette. Mm-hmm. Like, he contributed to 45 goals, I think it was last season, with 30 goals and 15 assists. Mm-hmm. But I, I think pretty impressive he, numbers. It, it is it's like yeah. a hugely impressive number. But he look at Man United as well, and he's Latan last season. Yes, and he scored twenty eight goals. I don't know how many assists. But you, when you actually watched them play, you could see this Latan kind of held them back as well at times. Mm. There was too much of a focus on one yeah, player, and he was a bit slow. And United looked to counter attack, and he just completely destroyed that. And he so dropped very deep. Mm-hmm. I think Alexis has the same sim- has a similar problem for Arsenal where he does drop deeper he looks for possession he always wants the ball mm-hmm. and he doesn't necessarily always do something well with the ball mm-hmm. like he definitely possesses the ability to change the game when he has the ball but when he's not on it he can be a complete detriment to the side mm. interesting interesting as you speak about Manchester United there the old Manchester Red Devils how do we see their season going considering they, Mourinho's had a year to bed in now. Yeah. He's had he always four well windows. Second season. Three windows. No, this is third window. Yeah, third window. Third window of transfers. He's spent in excess of 300 million already. Yeah, over the two. Over the the year, the 12 months he's yeah, been Yeah, over the last 12 months. So, is it now or never for Mourinho, for the Portuguese man up in Manchester? I, th- I think it is now or never, yeah. I think that if they don't win the league this season, they won't win the league with Mourinho. Okay. 
Like, that, like the, you just think that he has to kick on. Yeah, I think that this this could be a make or break for him because like after Chelsea, his career looked to be in a bad place. Mm-hmm. You know, people were questioning whether he still had it. Mm-hmm. And I think last season he didn't really he didn't answer those critics. No. Yeah, like they won the Europa League, but it wasn't in the most impressive fashion. Mm-hmm. Like as who who was it that said there was a manager that quoted was it Jurgen Klopp that said uh, they played yeah it was Jurgen Klopp Ajax we it was actually quite insulting to Ajax yeah. I thought it was well Ajax did not even win the, the Dutch league last season no Feyenoord did quite well to win that after yeah. 18 years yeah. I think the word Ajax finished third did they uh, I can't remember if they finished second or uh, it must have been yeah or no they must have finished second because PSV were qualifying for the Europa League oh okay well, and they failed to qualify, actually. It just... Well, that's that's pretty poor. And yeah, I think it's the first time since 72, or the 70s anyway, that they've not been in European competition. Oh, that's very strange. Yeah, they lost to some complete minnow. I couldn't even name who they lost mm. to. Well, that's, that's a bad way to start your season. Yeah. In the, and plus, they've had that little terrible loss that their, their player had brain damage on the pitch. That was Ajax, was it? Ajax, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was That was pretty, pretty poor. What do you think, Billy? Who do you think is going to pump United forward this season do you think that they're going to go forward from their 6th place finish last year um, I guess I have no idea but um, uh, by the sounds of it they do seem to be shaking things up and maybe make a difference but I have no idea sorry how, how do you think it'll do I don't think you. I think United are a terrible there's two things that are going to happen Either Man United are going to kick on and they're going to finish high in the league and probably challenge Man City, Chelsea, come the business end of the season. Yeah. Or they're going to implode. Which Annie Mourinho side has the propensity to do. Yes. And I think it's a distinct possibility that could happen. There was definitely a few problems last season when Mourinho, he was very he was, uh, open he was about his criticism. But I think it's a young enough squad that they won't really mind as much as say like he never openly criticised Pogba or Zlatan. But and I think if he started doing that, that would be a that would maybe he just change the shape. Everyone else he he, he criticised the youngsters. he criticised players who were still there. Phil Jones, Chris Smalling, yeah. Luke Shaw. Because there's been rumours of Smalling leaving. Yeah, there's we'll rumours of all of those three aforementioned players leaving. Who's the third player you mentioned? Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw. Yeah, there's no. Left back is Maynard's problem position. I think mm. they Jeremy and he ended the season quite well. I thought actually. I thought he was a right back though, Jeremy. He is. <laughs> but they're playing him out of position. They're playing left back. He he, mm. he did all he did all right left back by the end of the season though. Mm. But I I don't think he'd be good enough as a starter for the entire season. Yeah, that's the thing. United, there's too many also rounds in that squad, and they've been there since since Ferguson since left. Since Ferguson left, there's been a lot like Michael Carrick being your. Midfield linchpin at thirty five years old. Yeah, I think that Matic is a he's a temporary replacement for Matic that. I don't think he's a long term. way that Carrick was though. No, but I think that's what Pogba is going to be the the creative mm. outlet for United, and if they play Mata, and as well we could see if he plays Andreas Pereira as well, who was quite who did quite well at a poor in a poor La Liga side last season. Mm. He was one of their better players. I, I can't remember who he's playing for now. Has, has he been signed permanently or is he on loan? He He's at the club. He was on oh, loan last season. Oh, he was on season. loan. Oh, okay. And um, he's actually staying in the squad now. He's yeah, only, he's been playing It's very unusual for Mourinho to actually bring he's him back He's been playing through pre-season and Mourinho mm. said that he wants to give him a minute. That's good. It's Fosu uh, Mensa, it was announced today, will be going on loan yes. to Palace and uh, Cameron Borthwick Jackson to Leeds. So he's getting rid of all the kids, in other words. Yeah, the two the so two. he's going to have a six-foot-plus... 
starting squad. Pretty much, yeah. Although Timothy Fosumenta must be six foot at least. I'm surprised mm. he's not keeping him. Although Valencia right back. He Valencia has been one of Man United's most consistent performers over the recent seasons. Yeah, so all the turmoil and everything like that. He's probably one of one of their best players. Yeah, he's been one of the best, head. one of the best right backs in the league. Certainly. Speaking of David Head, before we move on from Manchester United, is there any truth? Do you think in the rumours linking him away? With I back to don't Spain? think this summer he'll go. No, no. Even if it's true that he doesn't get on with Mourinho, and often Mourinho chooses not to play him in matches where he can avoid playing him, uh, such as the Europa uh, League final. Well, he didn't play him in the Europa League final because he, he promised Romero that he would be playing in the Europa League. Mourinho's gone back on promises before. He has, but uh, um, you know, I think he wants to keep both keepers happy because Romero has proven a, a very solid second choice. And he, he, Romero was thinking about leaving, so I think he was just trying to keep Romero as well. Okay. Well, moving away from Manchester United's defence to the attacks of the league, what are our predictions for top goal scorer in the Premier League this season? It's it's difficult to always predict that. It one. always is. Yes, yeah. so you have to predict form and someone that's getting injured. Yeah. Who? What team will actually perform well? Like I, to look back historically, Harry Kane has been the top. Yeah, the last, the last two, seasons. two seasons. Yeah. Even though Spurs haven't really, they collapsed two seasons ago and Leicester. Yeah, really he was injured third. a good bit in last season as well. Mm. Will he do it again? I I, I think it, I think he will. You think he will? I think he will. You think another English Even though I, I, you know, we haven't really talked about Tottenham. No, we haven't. We should take yeah, this time we, to speak yeah, about Tottenham should, we then. We should talk because about Tottenham because they're Tottenham have finished third and second last two seasons. They yeah, have, they have clearly improved as well. At times, they've been the best team playing in the league, both years. Definitely, yeah. And they have overwhelming at times, reminiscent of Jurgen Klopp's Dortmund sides when they were yeah. just gag-impressing. They couldn't get, teams couldn't get out of their own half Yeah. for fear of being destroyed by Tottenham. Yeah, hoopball. Exactly. Now, why do we think that neither of us, none of us here, think that Spurs are going to finish? They're not going to win the league, that's for sure. Yeah, no, they're and definitely not going to win the league. None of us have named them in the top four. So why do we think that Spurs Wembley, are only going to fall away? It's Wembley. Wembley is for such a don't huge know. factor. Spurs are rebuilding their stadium at White Hart Lane and have now yeah. moved to Wembley for the season. So they're playing at a huge stadium, which they intend to sell out, but they played there last season in Europe because of construction issues at their own yeah. stadium. And they lost almost every game. They played four matches in Europe last season. They lost to Beats, Moscow, when it didn't matter. And mm. then drew with Ghent, who were eighth in the Belgian league at the time. Yeah. Losing, drawing with Ghent at home. And they'd already lost to Ghent as well. It was really a, when it a, a bad look. <laughs> yeah. So is now. Has this affecting their training schedule at all? Sorry. Or the movement to Wimbledon? Or, or Wem- Wembley? Wembley. Yeah, you'd imagine it would, that they wouldn't be able to. I know they had issues. They had a disagreement with the FA, who are the owners of Wembley, yeah. over pitch dimensions. They wanted yeah, they to match the same size pitch as they had with their own stadium, and they were not permitted to do this. So they yeah, their, a, their pitch size was actually uh, against regulation for pitches that could be bigger, but that pitch couldn't. The White Hart Lane pitch couldn't be bigger, so they were allowed to maintain the size. It's a sign. It's a significant enough size difference. Like the White Hart Lane pitch was a hundred meters by sixty-seven. And now I think it's 105 by 69 in Wembley. It's just that extra bit of space. Yeah. Well. That, it's, when you play a game the way Spurs play, that extra few metres, it's the difference between someone getting yeah, the ball and not getting the ball. Right, okay. It's just that extra yeah. bit of room for players to kind of move around and mm-hmm. avoid the press and 
look for uh, an easier pass get out balls out of there so yeah. it could be so this is something that could affect them we also spoke briefly about how Spurs haven't signed anyone yeah despite there being and they run a lot as well yeah. and like they're going to be running that extra just that extra couple of metres mm. well last season their main thing as you said Harry Kane was out injured part of the season yeah and during those part of the season they didn't score no not really like they drew a lot of uh, right after the beat Man City they drew like four games in a row or something mm. like that and Harry Kane was out for most of those I think mm. Hey, they they do struggle to score as much when Harry Kane is injured, and that's just how it is. Without a replacement, they they they're hopeless really. Even with all the pressing in the world, they can't yeah. get someone to put it in the back of the net for them. And without that, they're going to struggle to win games. And without winning games, yeah, they're not going to win the Although league. Although I think like the when they signed Son two seasons ago, he was very poor that first season. He didn't integrate into the squad very well. Mm-hmm. But come the second season, he did. And he, he was much improved. And when Kane was out, he did prove useful. He wasn't yeah. he he wasn't able to match Harry Kane. No one probably no one in the league could match Harry Kane when he's fit. Mm-hmm. But he he was an able replacement. And then Vincent Janssen came in last season, and he was not. He was dreadful. Mm-hmm. Scored one goal in the league that wasn't a penalty, I think. Yeah, and he Spurs was, get a lot of penalties. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um. But this season, I think maybe he might be able to prove prove everyone wrong this year. Well, like Son did last some season. Spurs defenders are, as in not players play for them, but people yeah. who are defending Spurs' chances this season believe that, for exactly what you said, the fact that they haven't signed anyone, that all of these players who may have underperformed last year, or maybe their few years, have had that extra time to bed in and learn the system and, yeah. and grow with their teammates. And that familiarity will give them a huge boost going into the new season, even without any new players. But... I'd be a bit suspicious of that. I yeah, don't think, as you said, they don't. They run an awful lot. They run more than any other team in the league. Them and Liverpool. Them yeah. and Liverpool together, who both play a very similar. Yeah, game. they do. That is, it erodes players. It wears them down. Yeah, it's going like we saw, they collapsed as you mentioned two both seasons, seasons ago. They they could not sustain it for a whole season. Both seasons. Yeah, and it's happened for Pochettino before at Southampton. It's happened for him at Espanyol over in Spain. He cannot sustain it. It's not a. It's not a. It's yeah. not a and if, football if they want to improve in Europe, because they were they were atrocious in Europe last mm-hmm. season, like Harry Harry Redknapp did so much better with a, a much worse side. Mm-hmm. Granted, he did have Gareth Bale, mm-hmm. but if they intend on doing better in Europe this season, then it's just going to even be more difficult for them to maintain. Yes. Like juggle they, juggle yeah, all these matches exactly. They they don't have the squad to sustain it on all fronts, and that is you know as a sidestep to Chelsea, the champions, which we mentioned earlier. They also have European football yeah, this season. Yeah, that hasn't been mentioned. Yeah, we need to They haven't that. strengthened their team hugely. As we said, we just go over Chelsea. Chelsea have signed... They've signed Murata... Murata? Ba- Bakayoko. Bakayoko from Monaco. And Antonio Rudiger. And Antonio Rudiger in the back. Outgoing, though. Yeah, they lost. John Terry, their captain, yeah. is gone. Who He did not play much, but he was defensive yeah. cover. Same with Nathan Ake as well. Nathan Ake is gone. And so is Kurt Zuma. Yeah, so, Chris has gone alone as well. Yeah, so, so those three defenders have gone, been replaced by one Rudiger. Their existing defenders who are playing in the back three yeah. are not the spring most spring chickens. Yeah, They're, we're looking at uh, Gary Cahill, who was in his thirties now. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's gone thirty. I think he is. Uh, we'll check that. Yeah, but he's there. Uh, Aspilaqueta. Yeah, Aspilaqueta. Aspilaqueta. He is pushing it now. He's been there uh, many years. And Marcus Alonso as well has 
you know, has youth on his side more so, but he still is not the youngest player in the world. Yeah. What we're saying is all these players together cannot play 60 plus matches. Yeah, Gary Cale is 31 for the record. There we go. It'll be tough. He he got almost during the community shield yesterday, Gary Cale took a knock to the head and then Chelsea were like, who will we bring on? They had nobody to bring on. They'd already brought on Rudiger, I think, at that point. Oh, had they? I missed I miss that. So it was just, oh, what do we do if he goes out? We don't know. We'll have to rearrange our whole team and work it out. They have uh, Christensen as well, don't they? I think Conte mm-hmm. has kind of said that he, he wants to try play him. So he's trying to bring in newer players. Yeah, the one youth player that yeah. they will But they the might squad play. is so tight that they don't yeah, have... Yeah, how, how many players would be competitive in that squad that yeah I think they used 16 starters last season which was not a lot and Costa's on his way out yeah Costa's Matic is already gone yeah and they were, they were kind of key players for them as well Fabregas no way he can play a whole season yeah definitely not he can't even play 90 minutes exactly so there are struggling Willian is they won't have Hazard for the start of the season either and he could go he could he could Barcelona could yeah Barcelona they have a lot of money to spend we didn't mention that when we were talking about Neymar but Neymar or Barcelona do have a lot of money to spend yeah no they've got the 220 million euro they could spend it on a lot of things yeah maybe 220 million euro podcasts I don't know yeah if they're uh, be... for, we're open for sponsorship if, if yeah. Barcelona <laughs> we, we'll, we have no morals we'll take the Qatar money no bother away from the top of the league let us look at the bottom now this is the, the sad part of the show the strongest teams in theory because they prop up the rest of the league oh good point good point now Billy yes this is where I want to bring you back in Okay. How do you feel about the bottom of the table? The, the bottom of the table. The teams that will get relegated from the league. Oh, um, well, I mean, they're there for a reason, so it's okay. So, uh, non-committal answers, yes. <laughs> oh, well, that, well, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, but I brought I brought on to bring it to you because one of your favourite cities in the world oh, could Swansea. be in danger, Swansea. You are a Welsh correspondent, Billy. Really. I thought they were on the up and up. No. It's 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 early to be seen, Billy. Yeah. They they're they're they just about survived last season. Okay. Quite impressively, yeah, in fact. I in the end, yes. They did do well to survive last season. But now this summer their signings have a bit so so I think I think Rocky Mesa could end up being one of the better signings this season. Could he? Yeah. I think Who's gonna score their goals though? Well, they still have Fernando Llorente. And they signed Tammy Abraham on loan from Chelsea he could be he's been talked about as being one of the one of Chelsea's best academy products mm. currently so you think that these academy players would be enough to I, I think to drag Swansea away I think from for the that Swans level I think yeah to the bosom of I, I, I don't think I don't think they'll be in that much trouble in terms of relegation so who do you think will be in trouble then if it's not Swansea if it's not the the low spending Welsh wizards who will it be well, I think you have to look at Brighton. The newly promoted Brighton. Yeah, newly promoted Brighton. You have to look at them. They have a new stadium. They have a lot of new players. Yeah. They have Premier League experience with Chris Hutton as manager. Yeah, well... Irishman, Chris Hutton. How good is that experience, though? He kept Norwich up for a season. He had Newcastle in safe stead when he got sacked. He there. did get relegated as well, though. Nor- well, he wasn't allowed he was to get relegated. relegated. He did not get relegated. He Actually, was did sacked. worse once he was sacked. If you remember that. They still went down. They did. They did. Like, they didn't see him as being the man that could take them back up, which I think was important. Mm. But you think that they're just too many championship players in Premier League side to... Yeah, like, you look at their actual Premier League players that they have, and it's like a Steve Sidwell who's in his late 30s, Mm -hmm. the end of his career. 
they have Liam Rossinier is there as well, I think, from Hull. And he never really did much for Hull. He's old as well. Mm-hmm. 33, I think. So I wouldn't... It's not a... It's not yeah, a these aren't star it, players. Not inspiring confidence. So who else do you think down then? If you think it's, Brighton are nailed on... I think Brighton are nailed on to get relegated. Okay, so who else is nailed on? I don't think anyone else is nailed on okay. to go down. I think it's 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 not like last season. Last season you could have said Hull definitely, you could have said Sunderland definitely, and you definitely could have said Middlesbrough could go down. Mm-hmm. Like Middlesbrough. So who were could expected. go down this year then? Um, Who's in that group? Huddersfield, of? newly promoted Huddersfield, are definitely in that group. Even with their fancy German manager Wagner. He, I I'd like to see them stay up just because they they brought a different style to the championship. They definitely have an excitement to them. Mm-hmm. They're going to be different. They haven't been in the top division since the seventies as well. They they might not have enough experience to stay up. It might be like uh, Ian Holloway's Blackpool. Exciting, but in the end, yeah, not for nothing. Yeah, poor, poor, poor Huddersfield. Who would fill out the third place then? That you think? I have no idea. You know, so while we who are our contenders? Who are our contenders? We have West Brom. Under twenty pulis, who have in recent years been not been doing very well and kind of skirting yeah, just above they, that. They did well last season, but then once they hit forty po- points, they, away. Yeah, they had the worst form in the league after they. You have to wonder how much of that was forty points and how much of that was just players being kind of fed up with Tony Pulis. Because mm-hmm. at the start of the season, there were talks of Pulis. The fans were getting kind of revolt. yeah, and seeing how how much more he'd be, how much longer he'd stay at the the club. Hmm. But now he's still there. He yeah. still isn't really doing anything. They did. They did well up to Christmas, and then I think that kind of kept him safe. But he'll definitely be under pressure again from the get go this season. Do you think he could go early, or do you think he'll? He he could go either way. Okay, so West Brom are a possibility. Who else are in there? I think Stoke are a possibility Mark because Hughes Stoke. This is the longest time Mark Hughes will have spent at a club, actually, which I thought was interesting because he's been at a few. He spent a while at Black Blackburn. Didn't spend a lot of time at Man City. He left Fulham after one season because he felt that they didn't match his ambition. Mm. And, you know, look where both of those have kind of ended up. Yeah, well, Fulham are in the championship. Yeah, they look like they could come up this season, though. They could, but it took a fundamental restructuring of the club for that to happen. Yeah. He left them. He went, he's still in the Premier League. They went down. So he made a right decision on that. I I think ultimately he did make the decision, although he has said that he he regrets that decision. Mm. Because he he did do quite well at Fulham, to be fair. Yeah. I think he just has, he doesn't have the staying power at club. Mm. Like, Tony Pulis had the same problem when he was at Stoke. Like, he left after this amount of time as well, felt Mm. that a change in scenery was needed for both the club and the manager. I think that's needed here again. Hmm. Okay, so there are three possibilities for going down. We we believe that Newcastle, the newly promoted Newcastle, will yeah, be I think okay. Newcastle will do well. Benitez is just such a good manager. And any other traditional bottom feeders? I think I think Crystal Palace will actually be an interesting team to talk about this season because oh, yeah? they brought in Frank De Boer. Mm-hmm. He didn't do really well at Inter Milan, no. but I, I don't know how much of that was on him and how much of that was on the board and the I suppose the we'll see this overhaul. season with Crystal Palace. Yeah, because he did, he did fantastically with Ajax, won four league titles in a row. Hmm. And he's signed a whole years. new starting eleven. it seems, at Crystal Palace. He's still at it. He's brought yeah, in, he's brought in galore. Reed Val, or how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. I'll wait and see how Martin Tyler says his name. Yes. See how mispronounced he says it. I'll follow suit. But he's brought, like he said, he brought in Fonzi. Fonzi Mensa, yeah. Fonzi Mensa, he's, he's been linked with uh, 
Callum Chambers. Yeah. He's looking to bring in goalkeepers, I believe. Yeah, because they sold Mandanda after a poor first mm. season for him. He's gone back to Marseille. Yeah, and they're and trying to bring in. They're trying to bring in everybody. So yeah. they restructure the whole team and put them playing four three three the way they likes to play. I, three four three. You mean. Three four three. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting actually because with Fosu Mensa, he is he was a right back with Van Hal, mm-hmm. but he also played centre centre back with Van Hal, and he mm-hmm. can also play in midfield as yeah. a holding midfielder. So it'll be interesting to see in that three four three system where he'll fit in in that team. Yeah. If he does in fact play, it could be an it could be an interesting season. For he could play goals, I'm sure. <laughs> he probably could if he's if he's if he's asked to. Yeah, he seems um, big enough for it. So that's that will be our Premier League preview for this season. I hope you've all enjoyed our Premier League preview. Uh, we want to uh, continue this talk maybe next week, and we'll, we'll yeah, go on and see, see how the first, see how the first week, first week goes. goes. Uh, but in the meantime, I want to thank you all, my co-hosts included, for taking part in today's inaugural Total Football It's the podcast. beginning of a brand new future. It could be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Yeah. We could see how it goes from here. Billy, I know this is above your... <laughs> your station at this, at this early stage, but I hope we can, we can bring you more into the yeah. world of the family we'll, of football. We'll teach you... How teach football. You the <laughs> yes. By the end of this season, you will be crying with the rest of us as another yeah. season goes by. I'll be on. In the end, the Germans win. That's basically it. Usually, that is what happens on penalties. Anyway, if you've liked what you've heard, please subscribe and rate this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, or whatever podcast platform you've used. Feel free to share it to whomever you believe would enjoy it. We'd love to hear have you back on the show. Friends or enemies, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, we'll take anyone we can get. Yes, please, and get involved. We want your feedback. You can follow and message us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at the, the TF pod, or email us at the TF pod at gmail.com. We love questions. We'd love anything like that. And if you want to, if you want to become any involved in any more like that, please do. Yeah, that'd be great. Until then, all I can say is farewell. <laughs>